It's nine after the hour. I'm Eric Erickson. This is Atlanta's evening news on WSB. Uh, rain in the area. When you head out east on I-20, you get uh, outside the perimeter. It, it becomes more drizzly and then fades away between Redan and Madison, and then it gets heavy again. Uh, on the east side of the city, all the way to Alabama, into Alabama, you got rain and headed up or down. 85 and 75, you've got rain inside the listening area. And more is tracking into uh, the Atlanta area right now, but it is starting to fade away in both intensity and amounts. Let's get into the election situation. I I did. I brought in uh, two dozen donuts to the office today. I always bring in donuts on election day. It's still election day. We're still counting the votes here. Here's the state of play right now uh, with the election in Georgia. A federal judge has ordered Gwinnett County to review absentee ballots and accept absentee ballots that are signed and the identity is verified. They were rejecting ballots that weren't completely filled out, but under Georgia law, uh, you only actually need to sign the ballot and have it uh, match the voter registration card. If the signatures do not match, it can be rejected, but if it matches, you need to accept it. Now, I am told reliably that it only affects 3,500 or so ballots in Gwinnett County total now. There are 8,000 outstanding, even in the best case scenario. Um, She may get 12,000 ballots. Uh, She needs 18,000 for a recount and 20,000 for a runoff, assuming that she were to win all of the outstanding votes. Uh, So it it doesn't look like it. Uh, There are about 12,000 votes left. Now, and she needs 20,000 for a runoff. She needs 18,000 for a recount. It just doesn't appear that there will be enough votes. A lot of counties, including Cobb County, are certifying the results. Gwinnett County is not certifying its results. Now, what is certification? I, I got a question about this earlier. Let me, and I'm sorry, you're going to have to forgive me. I just assume people know these things, and I, I was an elections lawyer and take some of this stuff for granted. So feel free to call if you got questions about any of this 404 872 0750 WSB Talk. Certification is when a county tells the state that it has finished counting and this is the final result. Uh, The state then certifies the result saying every county has counted and certified, therefore the state now certifies that this is the final result. Uh, Most counties have certified their results. Very few counties are left out of the 159 counties in the state of Georgia. um, 25 are outstanding Gwinnett County is one of those counties. Cobb County has now certified its results. Um, So you've got very few outstanding counties, and there are very few outstanding provisional ballots left. The Abrams campaign still contends uh, that there are provisional ballots outstanding. One of the things they're asking a judge to do is to allow the counting of provisional ballots of a voter who is registered to vote but cast the vote in a county different from the county they're registered in. There are actually a lot of Democrats today seething behind the scenes over the Abrams request, and they're hoping that the judge doesn't go her way. Okay, so here is why Democrats in Georgia are actually upset uh, with the Abrams request to allow provisional ballots to be counted uh, from people who voted in counties where they're not registered. The Democrats are convinced that Brian Kemp 
committed all sorts of hanky-panky in the election, even though it's not true. Um, counties run the election until the certification process after the election is over. So Brian Kemp really hasn't had anything to do with the election. If you require that counties accept the votes of people registered to vote in other counties, then counties are not allowed no longer to maintain their voter registration lists. They have to rely on the Secretary of State's voter list. Now, they they technically do in practice. They rely on a list from the Secretary of State, but everything is actually originated at the county level. And so each county only has to be responsible for its own data. If a county now has to start counting the votes of someone who actually lived in a different county, well, then suddenly you're going to be wholly dependent on the Secretary of State for your data. That then does involve the Secretary of State in local elections matters in ways Democrats do not want the Secretary of State to be involved. So it's a dangerous precedent that would actually consolidate power in the Secretary of State's office, which the Democrats may actually want as they're doing all of this now to try to get uh, John Barrow elected. This really doesn't have anything to do with Stacey Abrams anymore. And this is what people are failing to understand. Who is the only candidate the Democrats actively recruited to run for statewide office this year? John Barrow. They recruited him to run not for governor. They recruited him to run for secretary of state. All of this is an effort in the secretary of state's runoff. All of this is an effort to get John Barrow elected in the runoff because the Democrats believe once they control the secretary of state's office, they will be able to restore felon voting rights, which um, right now felons actively, when they get out of jail, when they're pardoned, uh, they have to go apply for. But a Democrat secretary of state may willingly put them all back on the rolls um, that they think that he will stop removing voters from rolls who haven't voted in seven years and on and on it goes. All of this is about the secretary of state's office. None of this is actually about the uh, governor's office. Stacey Abrams doesn't have the votes to win at this point. Again, let me give you the data I got um, from those who were keeping track. Uh, there are potentially 3,500 ballots in Gwinnett County uh, that are absentee ballots that are affected. And uh, the there may be 8,000 additional outstanding ballots. So in other words, right now, there are potentially 12,000 outstanding ballots. In the best case scenario for Stacey Abrams, if she wins all 12,000 outstanding ballots, well, you got to get to 18,000 for a recount and 20,000 for a runoff. So there are only about 12,000 outstanding ballots statewide at this point. If she wins them all, she can't have an, she can't go into a runoff. But the Abrams campaign is continuing to say there's going to be a runoff. They're continuing to say they can get to that. And they're continuing to say that people are denying them the right to vote. Now, they're they're harping on this uh, federal judge, Amy Totenberg, Nina Totenberg from NPR, the Supreme Court correspondent who hates conservatives. Uh, her sister is the federal judge who ordered that provisional ballots be looked at a second time. She's not actually ordering that provisional ballots be counted. What she's ordering is that the state notify people that their ballot was or was not counted and why. The deadline to confirm your information on a provisional ballot where you lacked photo ID was Friday. She's not saying you have to let those people come back now. 
And she is also not saying that you have to allow the votes to be counted from people who voted in County A when they're registered in County B. All she's doing is saying go back through the provisional ballots one more time and notify people whether or not their vote was counted. That's what the state law already requires. It's just normally the state waits until after certification to do it. They don't actually do it beforehand. There is another angle to this election that really need you really need to understand here. And that is that one of the things Amy Totenberg, the judge, said in her order is that the state had a record number of provisional ballots. And she took that as proof that there was some sort of screw up along the way in the secretary of state's office. That's not actually true. What actually happened is the Abrams campaign encouraged all of their supporters to vote by provisional ballot. The, the Abrams campaign was actively encouraging people to vote by provisional ballot. And I believe, although I can't prove it, I believe one of the reasons they wanted to do it is they suspected based on the polling the race was going to be close and that they could build a narrative of grievance. They could build a narrative that Kemp was stealing the election. Why? Because when's the next major statewide race in Georgia? That would be against David Perdue in 2020. So Abrams figured she could either win or martyr herself in the election, convince Democrats it had been stolen from her, and run against David Perdue in two years. It is essentially a grifting campaign. And now they've got the Secretary of State's office in a runoff. They've got even more incentive to keep their keep Democratic voters with a sense of grievance that Republicans through the Secretary of State's office are stealing the race. So their motto can be, go elect a Democrat Secretary of State in the runoff and stop the Republicans from stealing elections. With all the recent news about online security breaches, it's hard not to worry about where my data goes. Making an online purchase or simply accessing my email can put my private information at risk. Yours too. In fact, you're being tracked online by social media sites, marketing companies, and your mobile and internet provider. No wonder people can find you and show you ads of stuff you saw days before in other websites. It gets really creepy. And not only can they record your browsing history, you know, the reason you're seeing those ads is, well, they sell the information to corporations who want to make a profit off your information. So you can use ExpressVPN to take care of that. ExpressVPN has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background on your computer, phone, and tablet. And turning on ExpressVPN only takes one click. ExpressVPN secures and makes anonymous your internet browsing by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address. And protecting yourself with ExpressVPN costs less than $7 a month. It's rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So protect your online activity today. Find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash Eric. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K, for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash Eric to learn more. Some local newspaper announced that Spike Lee is dead at 95. Yeah, not Stan. They said Spike. They meant Stan. My goodness gracious. Now, the phone number here, 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. I would be remiss if I did not note uh, that John Meadows has died. He just won re-election last week. He is the chairman of the House Rules Committee in the Georgia House of Representatives, uh, has been battling cancer, passed away this morning. The state legislature, hold on to your daughters and wallets, the state legislature is convening in Atlanta in a special session 
over the Delta tax break. Uh, they want to extend it. Now, I told you this would happen. I told you it would happen after the election was over. They would extend the the, the gas tax break for Delta. And uh, they need to, to come up with some money to help cover the costs of hurricane damage down in South Georgia. You know, why don't they go on and put the Religious Freedom Restoration Act in the special session, get it done this week before everybody goes home? They might as well get it done right now, get it over with, and then everybody can go home and start fresh without the fight next year. My goodness, did you see Amazon headquarters are going to two states that have the Religious Freedom Restoration Act? So it's not like it's a, a way a bar to bring in businesses. They might as well go on and do it right now. It is 39 after the hour. Um, real quick, remember, uh, tomorrow around noontime, I'm going to start sending out a weekly recipe on Wednesdays. Uh, you can sign up for that email by texting the word recipe to 345345. Uh, not going to sell or rent the email list or anything like that. It'll just be once a week recipe. Actually, on next week, I've already got the email queued up on Monday. I'll send you out breakfast if you're having a house guest for Thanksgiving. It'll be the breakfast that I cook for my family when they come for Thanksgiving. Tomorrow, we'll start with the gravy recipe all of you have been asking for. Um, real quick, in Gwinnett County, so they're about 3,500 Uh, Absentee ballots, they're going to review to see if they can be counted. Uh, Rob Woodall's district includes Gwinnett County, and if he is only ahead by 900 votes, that could cost him the election. It won't affect Brian Kemp. Uh, It won't put him into a runoff, but it could affect uh, Rob Woodall. In fact, most Republicans that I've talked to expect him to lose that race uh, when the absentees and provisionals are ultimately all counted. Um, So we will see, although I think Gwinnett has counted all the provisionals. Now they're going back to those absentee votes. Um, I want to go to the Volns now. Uh, Let's start with Abby calling from Atlanta. Welcome to the program. Abby? Yes, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Welcome. So I have to throw this out there. I'm a registered independent, so I can go whichever way the wind blows, depending right. on what day it is and what I hear. <laughs> um, however, I was offered an opportunity to work for the Abrams campaign. And now looking back at it, it was a very bad decision because, you know, we lied to people. We were lied to, um, you know, when people questioned their abilities to vote. Um we were explicitly told in training, you tell them to cast a provisional ballot with a receipt. Nothing else. Uh-huh. Nothing else. Um, yeah, you, you know, know this, so now, this, uh, Abby, let me just tell you, um, for, for those who think you're, you're some sort of Kemp supporter who's just calling in and saying this, I've heard this from, from Democrats and Republicans that the Abrams campaign was actively encouraging people to ask for provisional ballots. Very, very. Um, And I'm more than willing to submit pay subs to you to prove that I actually worked for that campaign um, for approximately three months. Um, And, you know, I'm all about change. And and, and if you're not happy with something, you know, you work from the ground up and and you you go from there. Mm -hmm. If you're not happy with your, your, your federal government, you start at your city level, your county level, and then you go to your state and you start making changes that way. Mm -hmm. Um, There are some things that I'm disappointed in um, at my age of 36. Um, However, you know, I really wasn't into politics up until probably five years, six years ago. Um, And then I realized what power I did hold as a voter. Um, And then, you know, being a registered independent, so like I said, I can go whichever way the wind blows that day, whatever just kind of flips that trigger (laughs) or that switch, Uh and I can just do whatever I want to do. 
Um, and I'm not bound to one party's ethics or because I do ride the fence on several different things where, you know, I'm not Democratic, but I'm not Republican either. And, and I just fit independently right, right. there. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I went to work there, that was one of the first things that, that we were told was that if they ever question their ability to vote, that you tell them they are to cast a provisional ballot with a receipt. Nothing mm-hmm. more. Right. That is it. I mean, and we're give, we were given roles of Democratic voters. And you know, what doesn't make any sense is that they had us going to Democratic voters, and I, I get it now, but they had us going to Democratic voters who hadn't voted in like the last five or six election cycles. Right. So if they haven't voted in the last five or six election cycles, I don't think they're going to vote now. However, this is what they were instructing them to do. Mm-hmm. And then when it came to absentee ballots, they were telling blind people or elderly that were hard of seeing how to fill those ballots out. And that is not okay. Right. That is not okay. Um, That is not the integrity of democracy that we fought for back in 1776, you know. Um, And to me, that just kind of it kind of spoils the whole situation of now you want to come back and say, oh, this isn't fair. That isn't fair. Yeah, after I mean, overwhelming lifetime, the system. Yeah, yeah like, Abby, i got to let you go there. Thanks very much for the phone call. But yeah, they overwhelmed the system and then complain about the system being overwhelmed. Back to the phones we go. John, you're next. Welcome. Hey, uh, first time calling. I'm a little bit nervous. <laughs> no, don't be nervous. I won't bite hard. Okay. I was a poll manager in my little corner of Georgia for 14 years, and this past year was the first year that I said I've had enough because of these provisional ballots and these absentee ballots. Mm-hmm. They are more trouble than they're worth. With all the advanced voting that Georgia has, there is no damn excuse for anybody to vote absentee or provisional. It, it, those things need to be taken off the plate and just totally disregarded. They, they are a pain in the butt. And have, <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I am I'm I am really an opponent of provisional ballots, uh, which which really came into popularity nationwide with Help America Vote Act after the 2000 election. Uh, people showing up at polls who said they deserve to be there. But I mean, we just heard the Abrams poll workers saying they were encouraging people to vote uh, by provisional ballot, which is nothing but overwhelm an already taxed system. You can't, you can't, you can't walk into a precinct and ask to vote provisional ballot unless you are not on the registrar's list. Yeah. On, on the list. And I had 2,313 people at my precinct here in Clayton County. Now, every time somebody came in and voted a provisional ballot, we were required by law to tell that voter, you have three days to take this receipt to the county register's office, present your ID, and prove that you live in this county and that you are legally registered to vote. If you don't, your ballot will not count. So Abrams yep. is trying to change the rules and build a damn game. Mm-hmm. And elections are supposed to be for the people. Not, you know, federal judges got no business deciding elections. It is for the people. Yep. And I mean, all these all these sorry, excuse my language, ass Democrat losers need to man up. And if you win, you win. If you lose, you lose. And that's it. You know. Yeah. Respect the system. Yeah, John. Listen, I appreciate the passion and and the rage you've got right now over this this situation. Um. It, wow. Yes, uh, Democrats are ready and willing to have a judge, now that the election is over, change the rules of the election. It's 55 after the hour. Eric Erickson here. Still rain in the area. Back to the phones. Chris in Lawrenceville. Welcome to the program. Hi, how you doing? Uh, Long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you. 
Um, I got a very peculiar text today mm-hmm. uh, while I was at work. Um, it was from the Democrats, and it wasn't addressed to me, but the person who's previously owned this number, mm-hmm. which is about 20 years ago. And it <laughs> said, Hi, Sylvester. I'm Betsy, a volunteer with the Democratic Party of Georgia. Our team is working to ensure that every eligible vote cast is counted. Did you have trouble voting in the recent election? Uh, question, one question, did anybody else receive this text? And another question is, what is their angle? Why are they? Yes, doing- tons of people. I, I know tons and tons of people who have uh, who have gotten this text message. Uh, a lot of people got it last week as well. And what it is, is the Democrats are looking for plaintiffs. They need to show a federal judge that there were a significant uh, number of problems with the election so they're looking for people to say yes and the only way they can come up with to find them is to blast text message everybody and claim that there were problems um so that that's how they're trying to get the rules changed after the election is over is finding people with sob stories that they think uh, this uh, liberal judge will be persuaded by uh, i will give you a little more update on this when we come back and we got a lot of people on hold i may just go to phone calls when we come back It's nine after the hour. I'm Eric Erickson. This is Atlanta's Evening News. I haven't even kept the radar open because there's just gloomy, dreary rain in the area. More rain coming, but it's supposed to stop raining. So there's that. Uh, We apparently have a basketball game at the bottom of the hour. So I am going to dispense with monologuing, and I think I'm going to spend some time with your phone calls right now. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Let's go to Damon in Riverdale. Welcome. Welcome. Hey, Eric. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. I'm piggybacking off the last uh, the caller before the last when he mentioned about the judges uh, as far as trying to um, influence the the results of the election. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess... As I was telling you, screen, I'm an independent. The problem here is the two-party system. Everybody has selective memory. It was a judge who decided that Bush won the election back in the day. Correct? Yeah, I would yeah. quibble with that one. <laughs> I, I, I would quibble with that one if only because of the, the newspaper consortium afterwards found out that if they actually used Al Gore's standard, Bush would have actually won by about 1,000 votes. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, I do remember that, and but there was you know no problem back then. But here, you know, this this us and them and that and this. Yeah. Somehow we got to try to get it to stop. I mean, I understand you know you guys, the Republicans versus the Democrats. That's all well and good, but it doesn't do anybody like me any good. You know, hearing all this stuff. Like when you back in oh gosh, Eric, I started listening to you maybe about four or five years ago, and I said I like this guy. Well, I appreciate not, it. <laughs> I'm going to tell you to call like, my wife after you're done here. <laughs> <laughs> but Eric, it seems like you're following the same suit as the rest of the talking heads. I mean, and it's discouraging a little bit. How so? You know? Well, um, not on every comment that you have, because sometimes you do validate what you what it is that you're trying to convey to us. 
but there are some instances where it's like, okay, I am, I'm going to be this way. It's always going to be the way I say this. And if you don't like it, oh, well. Well, it, you, look, um, you know, when, it, you didn't, when you didn't invite Trump to your, um, in the beginning, you know, yeah. and you said it a thousand times, you weren't a Trump supporter. And I wholeheartedly appreciate you for that. But now it's like, okay, he can't do no wrong. Did you know that he didn't even go through any ceremonies yesterday? Yeah, you know, as a matter of fact, I, I've, I've got that on on my list of things to talk about today. Because, you know, I, I was very critical of Obama when he didn't go after, it was like, the I think it was 75th anniversary of D-Day. And he went for Memorial Day, but he didn't go for Veterans Day, and he didn't go to Europe uh, for the 75th anniversary ceremonies. I was very critical of Obama. This is the 100th exactly. anniversary of World War One. I think that President Trump, I realize he was in Europe, but he also missed one of the ceremonies in Europe because of the rain. He should have gone to um, to Arlington for Veterans Day because it was the weekend of the 100th anniversary of the end of World War One. There are soldiers in Arlington, six feet under, who fought in World War One, and he should have gone. Uh, and I don't know what it is about the president. I actually had a story related to this. You know, in regards to, to Damon's call and, and that, you know, the Trump supporters who call the program, I, maybe I should put uh, Charlie or Buffy on, on, the, on the program so you, Damon can hear what they say because they are deeply embittered that I'm not Trumpy enough for them. Uh, Damon seems disappointed that that I'm I'm too remote. Listen, I got principles, uh, and I don't think that I have changed in my principles. And to the extent the president has enacted policies that reflect those principles, I have supported him. To the extent that he hasn't, uh, I haven't supported him. Uh, I, if you go to the Resurgent today, theresurgent.com, you'll find several posts I've written uh, raising red flags about the president and 2020 and how the Republicans have been wiped out in the suburbs. And they had a Democrat win a Republican district in South Carolina because of tariffs, uh, as I have been warning Republicans would happen. So I, I try never to think I've got to please uh, this segment of the population. Listen, uh, during 2016, I did not support the president, did not vote for him. And there were a lot of people who were convinced I had ruined my career, had a number of people who were actually the day after the election were sending resumes into WSB uh, applying for my job, thinking I was going to be fired. Um, but I've actually done quite well in radio in terms of listeners because I'm just going to tell you what I think. I'm, I'm an evangelical Christian. I'm working on my Ph.D. in theology. I'm a conservative. I was elected. I was an elections lawyer, and I don't think my values have changed or my principles have changed. Uh, and to the extent that the president has been more or less aligned with some of those policies and principles I have, I'll praise him, and to the extent he's not, I'll ding him. Uh, same with the Democrats. I just try to tell you what I see and what I think and— use my experience to to try to process the news for y'all and tell you what's true and what's not true. Um, but yes, uh, I am very frustrated with the president not showing up at Arlington this weekend for the anniversary of World War One. But I talked to a reporter in the White House who you would all know, and this reporter tells me the president has not really been seen since the election, hasn't wanted to come out of his room. Uh, no one's really sure what's going on. He is not the visible presence inside the White House. And there are a number of people who are wondering if he's having trouble dealing with the election because he was more or less convinced from his friends that this was going to be a huge Republican wave. And I got to say, if you listen to certain radio show hosts, uh, they've been telling people for months that there was a big red wave coming. And I've been telling you all, no, no, the Democrats are going to take back the House. And we've had tons of people call this program mad at me for saying the Democrats are going to take back the House. But I was just reading the data. There's no electoral college to shape the data this time. It was just the popular vote, and the Democrats were going to win, and they did. 
and the president seemed shell-shocked by it. He did not go to a ceremony in France people expected him at, uh, and he did not go to the um, Arlington. He's blaming the Secret Service for the Arlington trip, which people in the White House are actually whispering in the same stories where they're on the record saying he's blaming the, the Secret Service. They're privately saying that's not actually true. So I don't know what's going on with the president right now, but he seems to be having a bad week. And it looks like General Kelly is going to be fired by the end of the week. Uh, multiple sources now saying that Kelly is on the way out. They're looking for his replacement very quickly. Um, uh, Kristen Nielsen, the secretary of, I forget her last name, Kristen, is it Nielsen, whatever. Um, the secretary of Homeland Security, it looks like she may be out. Uh, it's looking like we may have another couple of cabinet secretaries also out as a White House shakeup continues. Malcolm in Sugar Hill, you're up next. Welcome. Hey, one of the things that just always kind of amazed me is that when you have these little democratic socialist pro- protests, they have all of these nice pre-printed signs and yes. posters up, and it's like, who's funding all of this? I used, I was in that business for about 20 years. I can tell you what it costs to do that stuff. Oh, yeah. Look, it, it is. there are democratic activist groups who they plan these things in advance. And listen, with the Abrams campaign, they had this entire strategy mapped out for months in advance. Uh, oh, how to, I've heard the... the the, uh, the, the new Georgia project? Yeah, going back to 2014, yes. Uh, yeah. So they knew that they were going to need signs printed after the election um, saying count all the votes. They worked with these Democratic groups. I'm sure the Democratic Party of Georgia helped uh, put the money up as well. That They knew they were going to need these groups. It's, it reminds me of the, the Supreme Court protests where they showed up um, the day Kavanaugh was announced and they had signs up at the Supreme Court and said, oppose blank, and they had to hand write in Kavanaugh. They were going to oppose whoever it was. Um, that's what this is. But, man, uh, God bless the the printers. And, of course, they all have the union logos on them. They went to union-friendly businesses, although I've been told by a lot of them that they don't actually go to those businesses. They go to independent, non-unionized printers because they can get a better deal, but then they make them put the union logo on so they don't get in trouble at the protests, which is hilarious. We'll be back. With all the recent news about online security breaches, it's hard not to worry about where my data goes. Making an online purchase or simply accessing my email can put my private information at risk. Yours too. In fact, you're being tracked online by social media sites, marketing companies, and your mobile and internet provider. No wonder people can find you and show you ads of stuff you saw days before in other websites. It gets really creepy. And not only can they record your browsing history, you know, the reason you're seeing those ads is, well, they sell the information to corporations who want to make a profit off your information. So you can use ExpressVPN to take care of that. ExpressVPN has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background on your computer, phone, and tablet. And turning on ExpressVPN only takes one click. ExpressVPN secures and makes anonymous your internet browsing by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address. And protecting yourself with ExpressVPN costs less than $7 a month. It's rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So protect your online activity today. Find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash Eric. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K, for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash Eric to learn more. It's 
It's 25 after the hour. Welcome back. We have just seen, they've just released the package, the offer. The Georgia package to Amazon.com was $2 billion of your money to try to lure Amazon here. What a bunch of economic whoring by our state. We should all be appalled at our state trying to lure a Fortune 500 company to the state with $2 billion of your dollars when they don't need it. Uh, I actually agree with the socialist girl from New York who's going to Congress. This is crony capitalism, and it's hilarious that we hoard ourselves out for $2 billion as a state, and they still went with Northern Virginia and New York City, as so many predicted they actually would. Uh, I told you all they weren't coming here. Now, let's go to the phones. Major Steele and Ackworth, welcome. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. I've got a question. I, I've, I'm registered to vote in Wilkes County. I work in Cherokee and Cobb County. And if they allow the out-of-county uh, votes, why couldn't I file a, a lawsuit uh, wanting me to uh, allow my vote in uh but Cop yeah, that, that's part of the problem. I, I think there's an equal protection claim uh, from people who actually complied with the law that uh, we did what we were supposed to do. We burdened ourselves to do it. And you're letting the people who were too dumb or lazy to, to do what they should have do uh, try to get away with voting in a different county. I don't think it's actually going to happen because there's actually pretty good uh, legal precedent that you have to vote in the county in which you're registered. Uh, and even Democrats, again, even the Democrats, this is what's being missed. Even Democrats in the state of Georgia are opposed to this. And the reason they are opposed is because it would require more dependence on the Secretary of State's office. Uh, but the Abrams campaign is kind of calculating they're going to help uh, John Barrow get elected in the runoff and that they would have a Democrat in charge of that. Folks, I got to tell you, you might as well go on and, and cast your, fill out your absentee ballot paperwork for the runoff. You have got to make sure Brad Raffensperger becomes Secretary of State. We do not want John Barrow in the Secretary of State's office. Look at what is happening in this election. Look at the conduct of this election. You do not want John Barrow in a Secretary of State. He may be a Democrat who won't bite you. But we don't need that in the Secretary of State's office, whether he bites or not. We don't need it. So we got a runoff coming up. It's not going to be Brian Kemp, um, but it is going to be the Secretary of State's office. You can see how important it is to the Democrats, which is why you probably want to stop them from getting this race.